Have you ever looked at an old picture of yourself and couldn't believe how much you've changed? Depending on how far back you look, you probably don't even recognize yourself. Sometimes I feel like the worst mom when I look at my son's baby pictures. Because if you line him up on a wall next to 10 other babies, I wouldn't be able to tell you that he's mine. Because he looks nothing like he did when he was a baby. Looks aside though, who were you 10 years ago? 5 years ago? Last year? There's no doubt you've evolved, you've gotten better. You might not think that's the case, and that might be so, but before you put yourself down, let's shed some lights together on the facts. This episode is all about how far you've come, and we're going to be doing an exercise to be objective about it, the effects of being on the hedonic treadmill and what that is, and what the number one movie in 2013 was. Yeah, we're going all the way back. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Your Worth Knowing Podcast. I'm your host, Roxana Alexandri from Honest Rocks, and I am obsessed with social anxiety. After a decade of trying to figure out how to manage it on my own, I'm on a mission now to share every little insight I've gained along the way. Every week, we'll get just a little bit closer to unraveling the mystery of it so you can live the best version of yourself because you are worth knowing. Let's get to it. Now, most likely you've forgotten the problems, the struggles, the challenges that you had 10 years ago, for example. It's a good thing because you don't want to hang on to those problems while the rest keep piling on from nine years ago, eight years ago, seven years ago, and so on. That would be a lot of problems to carry around, and I don't think that's feasible for anybody. So no, chances are you resolved many of them, and then new ones showed up. And hopefully with each new set of problems, you're better equipped to deal with them, and so forth to infinity. The funny thing with being human is that we're always on this hedonic treadmill. Now, the hedonic treadmill, also known as the hedonic adaptation, is the observed tendency of humans to quickly return to a relatively stable level of happiness, despite major positive or negative events or life changes. Technically, Whatever good happens to you, you'll get over it. So once you've found the solution to your struggle, you of 10 years ago, and it disappeared, you probably rejoiced for a little bit, for a while, before moving on to another problem or challenge or struggle, thus forgetting the benefits you got from fixing the first one. So it should come as no surprise that in your mind right now, you might think that you're not much further ahead with your social anxiety because it's still holding you back in X, Y, and Z ways. Maybe you still can't do small talk. Maybe you still overthink a text that you sent a month ago. But you're probably ignoring the other ways that no longer show up on your radar because their benefits are embedded in your life. They just don't really stand out anymore. So in order to really grasp how far you've come, you need to hold hands with all previous versions of yourself. Each version brought you something to the table, for better or for worse. If you choose to hide away from these previous versions of you because you feel shame or embarrassment, you're not honoring the person you are today, and you're taking away the potential of future versions of you. Technically, I could even say you have a hard time believing that you are worth knowing if that is the case. Here's an example. Let's say that 10 years ago, all you ever wanted was to find a way to ask that one cute girl or boy out because that was the key to solving your love problems. 
having that confidence would be life-altering. And then some years passed, and with trial and error, you eventually did ask another cute girl or boy out, and they eventually became your partner, wife, husband, whatever the case may be. And so the problem of asking a cute girl or boy out has never been a problem since then. You cracked the code and got the key. You still possess the key, but it's somewhere in your basement with your old high school uniform. There's no reason for you to venture down there. And anyway, now you're looking for the key that unlocks your dream job because you think that with this job, all your problems will be solved. And so on. Hedonic treadmill, yo. Always be cracking codes and collecting keys. It might sound like you're on your way to winning the game of life, but there are two things happening behind the scenes. The first is that when you're on the hedonic treadmill going at 20 miles an hour, you're super busy with the problem at hand because you feel like this problem stands in the way of your happiness, holding you back from thriving. But when you finally crack the code and you're off the treadmill, you're not putting the same effort in appreciating how amazing it feels to not have that problem anymore. The scale is tipped in favor of your problems instead of on the relief from them because you're already eyeing the next problem coming on the horizon, prepping yourself to get back on the treadmill. While I'm not suggesting that you spend every waking hour patting yourself on the back for getting on the other side of a problem, but if you do want to spend more time off the treadmill, try to hang on to the initial feeling of relief, joy, accomplishment you had more regularly. Be nostalgic about it. Appreciate the disappearance of this old problem. Rejoice at the number of headaches gone because of it. Now, the second effect is that if you're jumping from one problem to another, you're depriving yourself of acknowledging the skills and strengths you brought to the table to make that problem go away. There's no time for you to debrief, assess, and recuperate. So in the case of asking that girl or boy out, you probably had to be thoughtful, caring, vulnerable, and so on. Traits that you had a hard time tapping into at some point. Again, it's not about resting on your laurels, but about putting your keys on display. Kind of like when you unlock a new level in Duolingo and you know exactly why and how you did it. Maybe because you finally learned how to say the Meishi drink milk after 24 tries. The best part is that if you practice reminding yourself of all the keys you've collected, it will inspire you to think of all the future versions of you you have yet to unlock. Versions that you are currently working toward. Granted that you persevere and pay attention to how you're overcoming your current challenges. Okay, now that we have the theory out of the way, let's move on to the practical aspect of it and do an exercise together. So let's shed light on your evolution and all the keys that you possess. Pen and paper out. Although I have a feeling you might resist that. I highly recommend you put this on paper. Let's think back to 10 years ago. And for me, it's all a blur. I honestly never understand older people who use dates and years in conversations. If I don't sit down, do the math, count backwards to how old I was, I would have no clue what the F happened in 2006 or 1998. For me, those years might as well be one and the same. So let's do the math because 10 years ago, we were in 2013. Again, 
It means nothing to me. I don't know if it does for you. But let's jog our memories. Let's bring out the pop culture of the time to see if we can create some signposts that help us make it easier to place ourselves in time. So in 2013, the movie Frozen came out. Thrift Shop was the number one song of the year. Iron Man 3 was the highest grossing movie of the year. And 12 Years a Slave won the Oscar for Best Movie. The biggest stories of the year were the NSA leaks. Remember this guy? And the Boston Marathon bombings. Now, personally, in 2013, I was 25. And at that time, I was living in Florida. And I had exactly about one year of working experience. So this means that at that time, I was working at a Fortune 500 company as a financial analyst. So... That's where I was. Think about where you were in 2013 and let's take it from there because now we are going to look into some of the struggles that we had in 2013. So if I put myself in my own shoes at the beginning of my career, I remember walking the great corporate hallways, hiding behind my computer, pretending I was typing so as to not engage in any small talk on the way to a meeting because of course we all walked together as a team to all meetings. Fun. I remember hating what I did, but not knowing what else was available to me because, well, I just didn't dare ask anyone around me. I had an intense yet distant manager who was just never available. So whatever I had to do, I had to mostly figure out on my own, which was pretty stressful. I had a hard time asking questions or getting feedback because I wasn't confident in any of my abilities. And I just believed that I got the job out of luck. And so hopefully as I'm telling you my story, you're thinking of yours because I can easily pinpoint all the struggles I had 10 years ago. So if I were to give you a bullet point list, it would be, I couldn't ask a question without worrying someone would find me incompetent at my role. I had no idea how to stand up for myself and for what I wanted. Small talk made me sweat, so I refused to take the elevator should anyone I know be in it. So those were just a few of my main struggles. And I know you probably haven't grabbed a piece of paper yet, but I suggest you do so that you can bring it all into perspective. We can't work with what we can't see. Do the exercise for 2013, and now we're going to go into 2018. Now. Five years ago, nothing rings a bell. <laughs> Again, I have no idea what happened five years ago. But in terms of pop culture, God's Plan by Drake was the number one song of the year. Avengers Infinity War was the highest grossing movie of the year. And Green Book won the Oscar for Best Movie, which I've never heard of or seen. And the biggest stories of the year were the royal wedding of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle and the World Cup in Russia. Hmm, different times, different times. Okay, so given that I did not watch, listen, or participate in any of these things, it's not information I can hold on to to jog my memory, but maybe for you it is. But I was 30 years old and I was still working at the Fortune 500 company, but I found my way out of finance and into IT as a product manager. I enjoyed it a little bit more and felt more comfortable in my skin. And this was the year I started putting out content for Honest Rocks, but without really having a handle on it. So think about where you were in 2018 and what your struggles were, because here were some of mine. So I wanted to find a way to help others with social anxiety, but I was terrified of sharing my thoughts online. 
At work, I couldn't muster up the courage to confront a coworker that was going around my back doing work. I specifically told him not to. So I ended up going to my manager so he could resolve it for me. I had to have each conversation planned out in my head. I couldn't handle running into the same neighbor twice in one day. And I had a hard time being in someone's company for more than an hour. So looking back at these struggles, I don't have any of them anymore, which is crazy because it was only five years ago. Again, please write this down, what your struggles were five years ago and try to see where you are now in contrast. But we're going to debrief in just a second because there is one more year that I want to look at and it's last year. This one should be easier to come up with things that you struggled with. So I don't need to bring up the pop culture signposts. For example, the things that I struggled with in 2022 were using my voice when I was unjustly reprimanded. So again, standing up for myself, believing that I bring value to the table, knowing what I want versus what I think I want and grieving the versions of me I will never be. Okay. So if you have the timeline in front of you, it should look like this. Each year has its struggles or problems or challenges. And as you crack the codes, you accumulate keys. Now, do you notice anything that stands out? Anything. For this exercise to work, you really have to think hard and be honest with yourself. No one's going to see what you are writing down. Please be honest and vulnerable because you are doing yourself a favor by doing that. If you are having a hard time thinking of things to write down, maybe I can help you. What are the things you need to crack the code on? So for example, have you been trying to get promoted for years, but it hasn't happened because you're told you're not speaking up enough? Are you finding yourself more and more lonely because you've given up on reaching out to people? Has your love life plateaued because you're not willing to be vulnerable with someone else? Just some things to think about. Now, as you do this exercise, two thoughts might come to mind as you look at the patterns. One, wow, I've come a long way. I don't struggle with any of the things I did 10 years ago or five years ago. And two, dang, I still struggle with all or some of these things. Now, if your thoughts lean more towards reality number two, don't beat yourself up. We all have problems that are recurring, dormant, or that perpetuate throughout the years. They might not be associated with social anxiety per se, but we all have that. For example, I still have a hard time making genuine friends. That doesn't mean I've given up on trying or accepting that it will always be like this, just because in the past 20 years it's been a struggle, but it's an important point to be aware of. I can be aware of it without adding judgment on top of it. So whatever the case may be, accept that it's a struggle. You can choose to not admit to it, but will that really do anything for you? Remember that you are trying to hold hands with all previous versions of you and unlock the future versions. You're not trying to stuff them all in a duffel bag and throw them over the bridge, are you? Because your goal should be to bring to light what's currently holding you back, work towards cracking the code, reap the benefits, acknowledge them regularly, and tackle new challenges ahead. We can call this the evolution cycle, right? It's better than the hedonic treadmill. So get on it and you'll notice that you'll feel more content and fulfilled with your life because you're paying attention to the good you added to it. And by paying attention, I mean that the keys you've accumulated in time are on display as a constant reminder that you're holding hands with all past versions of you and reaching for the hands of the future versions of you. Now, another thing to consider, especially if you're the type of person that likes to journal, 
Here are some prompts related to passive versions of yourself that can really help you stay on top of all the keys you've collected. One, write about a moment in your life that you found yourself struggling and thought the struggle would never end. Detail what the struggle was, how you felt, and where you stand now in regards to it. And two, what is one good that you feel you've absorbed a little bit too fast and didn't get to really enjoy? How can you bring that good back to your life and appreciate it? Just some things to think about. If you enjoyed this exercise and this episode, you might like my Challenge Your Inner Critic exercise sheet, which is a quick way to balance out the negative self-talk you have during the day. Of course, only if you're willing to take out that pen and paper. You can find the link in the show notes and you can download it for free. As for me, I'm going to get off the hedonic treadmill and I'm going to go enjoy the sunshine. I will see you next week on the You Are Worthy